You are listening to The Trial Lawyer's Handbook, a courtroom preparation podcast series brought to you by Holland and Knight. This series is hosted by litigation attorney Dan Small and is based on a long-standing article series he co-authored with United States District Court Judge Dennis Saylor for Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly. Listeners of this series will gain a fresh perspective on how attorneys can address various trial preparation issues and set themselves up for success in and out of the courtroom. A successful trial lawyer needs to be thoroughly prepared, but hard work alone is not enough, and even the most prodigious memory will carry you only so far. A successful trial lawyer also needs to be carefully organized. In particular, you need a system of organization that's familiar to you and allows you to access information in the courtroom, in the heat of battle, and to convey it to the jury and judge in a coherent and persuasive way. The basic organizational tool for trial lawyers is a trial notebook. This is a three-ring binder that contains the information you will need during the trial. At a minimum, the notebook should include witness outlines, exhibit lists, and key exhibits. In a complex case, you also may want a chronology, summary charts, and a cast of characters. I like to include a case summary and a pleadings index in my trial notebook. One judge I know liked to include selected legal and evidentiary material. Whether you have one or more notebooks may depend on the complexity of the case. I recommend separate notebooks for each witness. However you assemble it, Make sure that any one notebook is not too fat or cumbersome. You will want your notebook with you at the podium, not just at council table, and you want to be able to flip through the pages easily. It's critically important that you can see and understand what is written in your notebook. It's your notebook. Experiment with layout and typeface to make your notebook readable and understandable. Use a larger-than-normal font. Use lots of white space. Use colors yellow highlights, red notations, whatever. Include cross-references to transcripts and exhibits. Again, you want as much information as possible at your fingertips, and you want to be able to refer to it as quickly as possible. The mere act of preparing the notebook will help focus your presentation. It will help you think through your case, your theories, and your vulnerabilities. Also, it inevitably will commit much of the information to your memory, minimizing your need to refer to it. I'm a firm believer in old-fashioned, low-tech three-ring binders. It's possible that this can be done electronically with a laptop or tablet, but not likely to be as useful or effective. You may want to develop and monitor the documents electronically, but then print to a three-ring binder, unless you are absolutely sure the laptop will work just as well. Remember, three-ring binders never run out of power, Never go blank, and nothing bad happens if you touch it in the wrong place. Murphy's Law applies in court. Several of these documents deserve a longer discussion, which we'll defer to another day. For now, let's just touch on each one briefly. First, witness outlines. These are the most important items in your notebook. Some believe that lawyers should develop a script for each witness, while I use a broader outline format. What we can all agree on, though, is the extraordinary importance of a carefully crafted document that guides your examination of the witnesses. This is not the time for random notes or winging it. Number two, exhibit lists and key exhibits. Any case with more than a handful of documents requires methodical organization. 
At a bare minimum, you want to have a list of exhibits. If nothing else, you need to keep track of which documents have been admitted in evidence and which have not. You also will want copies of key exhibits, such as a controlling contract or perhaps selections from those exhibits to reduce bulk. Number three, chronologies and summaries. A thorough chronology can be a highly useful document. It should cover all significant events in the case with the date, description, and citation or source included. It's a good way to bring together the evidence to review what happened and how it can be proved. Similarly, it may be useful to include summary charts covering any topic that lends itself to such a display. Wiretap conversations, for example, or bank deposits or medical treatments. One or more maps might also be helpful. Number four, the cast of characters. In a complex case, a cast of characters arranged alphabetically and with a brief description of what each person's position and role in the case is may be desirable. It also may include key contact information and identify that person's counsel, if any. An organizational chart for a corporation or other entity is another potentially useful document. Number five, case summary. I like to prepare a brief summary of the case and a list of key issues and include that in the notebook. It forces you to focus on what the case is really about in a way that trial lawyers often don't do until much later in the process. It creates a document that will be an easy reference for you or anyone who examines the file at a later time. And it encourages the process of rethinking and rewriting the key issues and themes as the case moves along. Number six, pleadings index. I also include a pleadings index. That's simply a chronological list of what's been filed in the case with a date filed and description, which is usually the caption or some abbreviated version of it. The simplest way to prepare it is simply to print out the court docket. Number seven, you may want to include items such as the relevant statute or regulations, the elements of the claim or criminal charge, and key prior rulings by the court, for example, denying summary judgment. Begin to prepare the trial notebook right at the beginning of the case. It's never too soon to be properly organized, and that work will pay dividends throughout the litigation. A note of caution. Cases rarely unfold exactly as you think they will. Be flexible. Don't lock yourself into a version of the facts that may not prove to be correct. However you prepare your notebook, the goals are the same. You want to present your case clearly and persuasively from the beginning of the trial to the end. To have your exhibits admitted, to avoid sustained objections, to include every item of evidence you need while minimizing unnecessary words and exhibits, and to respond effectively to your opponent's evidence, objections, and arguments. Properly prepared, a trial notebook will help you both plan and present your case and respond to any unforeseen turns that it may take. Thank you for listening to the Trial Lawyer's Handbook, a courtroom preparation podcast series brought to you by Holland and Knight. For more information on courtroom preparation, please email dan.small at hklaw.com or visit hklaw.com forward slash Daniel dash small.